This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is our first listener feedback episode. We decided since we had so much listener feedback that we should probably... Dedicate an episode to you. Yeah, and just go down through all of the letters, respond Invoice to mails. them, and clear out our friggin' inbox. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Which, but, unfortunately, I've, I put a call out yeah. for people to help fill up our inbox, and they responded. And like triplicate from what we expected. (laughs) So this might end up being a two-hour episode. We may still have to cut at two hours. So if you don't get on, please Mm -hmm. do not get offended. Yeah, and uh, people really seem to enjoy our late-night caffeinated episode last week. Be be aware that it's late night again. It's 9 o'clock on Saturday night. And we both just attended a Halloween party where there were... Adult beverages. Magic juice. Magic juice. I'm alternating between coffee and magic juice. So (laughs) you're welcome, bud. I believe that's called a speed ball (laughs) or an evil curse. (laughs) Evil curse. (laughs) One or another. From now on, I'm recording under evil curse. So, yeah, this is weird because, you know, we don't even have like a doc ready for it or anything. No sort of plan, no sort of outline. I have a blank piece of paper, a hot pink Sharpie, my phone and my beverages. And Gmail open. Which, yes. by the way, I, th- I guess right here at the top, we'll go ahead and say that if you ever want to contact us, uh, you know, in the course of a regular episode, for one, we enjoy getting responses right after you've watched the episode on Sunday night, if it's Wonderland on Thursday night. And you can contact us by email at greetingsfromstorybrooke at gmail.com, Twitter at GFStoryBrook, Facebook, facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook, and our voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. I think we also got – actually, we also got a fan, one of those fancy – Google uh, Plus pages. Google Plus, pay, or Google Plus URLs. So you can uh, add us on Google Plus. It's google.com slash plus greetings from Storybrooke. So we have a Google address. Oh, my goodness. And my throat is already killing me. Yeah, my And too. we haven't read one email. Uh, so, oh, okay. you know my uh, little secret. I do uh, some chloroseptic spray. I forgot to do it before we recorded. So enjoy. Oh, there you go. Run yep. some more on that treadmill. Okay, so let's see here. <laughs> Our first email, uh, out of many, many, many emails and voicemails, is from in, by the by We're going to butcher your names. We're going to butcher your names. Also, all of these emails, some of them might be episode specific, some of them might be season. Some might be general. The season in general. Some are, there's a few Wonderland in here, uh, even. So, you know, and we're just going to go through all of them. This is our magic goodie bag. We're going to reach inbox zero by the end of this episode. No, in well, fact, not quite zero. In fact, if this episode wasn't already named, we might call it inbox zero. I like magic goodie bag better, but shall I read <laughs> Elsie's letter? Yes. Okay. Please do. Hi, guys. <clears throat> I first want to say how much I really enjoy listening to Greetings from Storybook Podcast. Thank you. 
Exactly. I came across your podcast only recently and have only been listening since the beginning of season two, but you guys are hilarious. Season three. Season three. See, reading. Oh, I'm sorry. I need more magic juice. (laughs) Um, But you guys are hilarious and have a great rapport with one another. Regarding the good form episode, I think the scene where the charming family all drink from Hook's flask is more than meets the eye. I think that Pan spiked Hook's rum with spring water. Oh. See, <laughs> You'll I, be able to tell the difference between the letters <laughs> and our reactions pretty easy. <laughs> what? Oh, no. I was just going to say, I thought that the, the whole rum situation seemed really weird, too, especially since Regina wouldn't take a drink. It was very emphasized, this yeah. episode. So, uh, spring water, which would force Hook to stay in Neverland. Hook's only option would then be to take Pan's deal to kill Charming and leave safely with Emma. This was confirmed for me when Pan specifically told Hook to drink his rum since it makes him think clearly. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Didn't somebody – I think somebody else wrote it with almost that exact same theory. Did they? A very similar. I I, I only skimmed the letters. So yeah, I, have, I haven't been reading any of there them is since no I knew order. we were doing the whole big feedback episode. Right. I figured I'd come in fresh. We're coming in fresh. It's like Wonderland. We don't know what's <laughs> going on. Um, this became more complicated when the Charmings all drank from the flask, which would force them all to stay as well. And I do think it's significant that Regina is the only one that didn't drink from the flask. Mm -hmm. This would lead to a storyline where Regina will be forced to confront her own goodness slash evilness when she was... She has the opportunity to escape with Henry and leave everyone else behind, giving her what she's always wanted, life with Henry alone. Ooh, I like that. I do too. Um, Even if the Charming family are forced to stay in Neverland, I think it would only be temporary. Perhaps by Tinkerbell helping to rescue Henry, she will become a fairy again and will be able to provide pixie dust, thus allowing Emma. Emma. I almost said Emily. Uh, (laughs) Emma, Snow, and Charming to fly away from the island. Otherwise, if nothing comes from this entire interaction, then the scene was pointless other than to show a bunch of people passing germs back and (laughs) forth by drinking from a pirate's dirty liquor flask. To be fair, there was liquor in there, which kills a lot of germs, so... Rum! It may may have been, you know, gross because they were swapping spit, but it it was sanitary, at least. There was a makeout session. A couple of them. This is true. (laughs) So technically, Prince Charming has made out with Captain Hook. Technically, Prince Charming's made out with his daughter. Ew. Go on. Keep reading. (laughs) Also, my vote for who's in the box. Rumpel's father. This may be the final twist at the end of the story arc, but will allow Rumpel to kill Pan or maybe just destroy his magical hold on the island and its inhabitants when Rumpel realizes that his father did not, in fact, abandon him and was not a coward, which will hopefully help Rumpel deal with his own internal issues of being a coward and bring him closer to Bayslash Neil. Lastly, sorry, Bill, but I'm totally team Swanfire. What kind of show about happy endings would once be if it broke up a family? Thank you. The family is already bra- the family was never together to begin with. Hashtag team memory. Uh, Emma, Daniel, and Henry all know what it's like to be abandoned and come from a broken home. So I think they all have the same end desire to be one big happy family. And as charismatic as Hook is, he just doesn't fit into that scenario. Hook does seem to care about Bay, so I don't think he'll want to ruin Bay's happy ending. Maybe Hook will eventually run off with Tinkerbell, since he <laughs> seems to like strong, feisty, slightly bitter women who underneath um, it all have good hearts. Mila. And shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Mila, Emma, and Tink. Thanks again for the great podcast, and keep up the good work, Elsie. Well, thank you Thank you, Elsie. And I, I really like that theory with Regina, because that was good. if she was presented with that choice, and she chose to, you know, help help everyone else mm-hmm. get off the island too then i think 
That's her redeemer. That, that, yeah, that would That's definitely her put her into the full good category. She she would have shaken off the last vestiges mm-hmm. of evil queenitude. So that's our first email. We're eight minutes in. I'm hitting archive. Boom. Boom. It's gone. Thanks for writing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. I have to be careful with the voicemails here because some people ca- had to call in a couple times because I guess there's a minute or two limit. Uh, oh, is there? In. Yeah. I, I say on the message, I think, try and keep it under a minute. But there's also a limit on the Google Voice number, too. Oh. So I, I think some people Isn't that why that. we have a 17-minute long voicemail message? Yes. And I still haven't decided how to handle that. But we will be getting to it. <laughs> and then I'll decide. <laughs> but OK. Here's our first voicemail. We don't know who it's from because... We haven't uh, listened to it yet. Yeah. So let's listen. Hey, guys. How are you doing? This is Bud. Um, oh, I was watching the last episode and... It really got me thinking. Me and my friend Nicole were watching, and we think that Hook's brother is actually going to end up being Davy Jones. Now, we know that we, it wasn't his name, but, you know, neither is Captain Hook. You know, Kelly and Jones, that's not his name. So we think that, you know, the brother's not going to be as creative with his name and just change his first name, and so he's going to be Davy Jones. I wonder what you guys think about that. Great podcast. Talk to you later. Thanks, bud. I like uh, it. Yeah. De- well, the thing is, I, I've, I'm kind of like halfway on it. Uh, in one sense, I could definitely see it happening. Right. In another sense, I it, it almost feels too easy. I Maybe if they introduce like a character of like, I don't know, Hook's dad or something. Right. And that being Davy Jones. That would be could good. Could be cool. But uh, you keep looking over my shoulder. Here There's a me. spider on the wall. Oh, sweet. He's There's a good a spider. size spider, too. <laughs> here. Here, here. Yeah. Here's a shoe. Sorry, folks. Uh, some extermination here. Trust me. If it would have been anything other than a spider, <laughs> I'd have screamed and run out of the room. That's totally fair. I don't do well with bugs. I'm sent um, here by Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> really? He's moving fast. No, but, um, you know, with uh, with Hook having the last name Jones, if they didn't somehow tie him together with yeah. Davy Jones, it would be a... Well, especially because that's a very piratey shenanigans mm-hmm. oh yeah david jones well, david I mean, jones is locker oh. like, like the spirit animal of pirates <laughs> spirit <laughs> but uh, thank you very much bud it's thank like, you bud it's always great and to hear friend from you nicole who i'm assuming listens yes. and you just got nominated to call us <laughs> um yes thank you okay so archive on that one and here's to the next voicemail it looks like a two-parter and it looks like it might be kind of long uh we'll we'll bear with us yes okay here we go you ready do it voicemail Hey, Bill and Amberie, this is your buddy Wu S. Ken at WSK9002 on Twitter. I just wanted to give my quick thoughts on this season of Once Upon a Time. Just this first half has totally redeemed the second half of the second season. I really think the writers really didn't know where they were going to go with the series during the second half of the season, especially this is pretty evident by the whole home office Owen and Tamara thing. I really like that they, they killed off Owen and Tamara as quickly as they did. I think that was the right thing. Loved Peter Pan for the majority of the season. I think the performance they got for him was really, really good. Loved the new shades of Mr. Gold that we've seen. Loved the gold skin, as you've called him. I really enjoyed <laughs> the use of Snow and Charming. For the most part, there have been a couple missteps with them, but I really like that the dynamics between Emma and Snow are still on shaky ground just because of the whole origin of the of the show. I loved um, Charming, the whole 
poison they were charming that went on this season. I really enjoyed a lot of all the things in this season. The one thing that I find funny though is that we have had no storybook at all this season, and the the whole po- point of this series was the curse and and the whole storybook storyline. I found that really really funny. I found that really really funny, really really, really ironic. Loved the use of. Captain Hook this season because to me he really wasn't a character he was just a you know a big bad but not really the real big bad of the season which in my opinion was Cora but here we they have given the, the writers have given him a character they've given him a story they've given him an actual through line to go through even though I'm with A and D. Team Anne Marie, I want the fire and um, and Emma together. Um, Darn you, woo! What else? What else? Um, uh, again, nothing really. Just- well, here we'll go ahead and uh, cut it right there. Just uh, you know, make sure we give enough get time everybody to everyone. some. F- yes, but uh, yeah, it really Team did, Anne Marie. It, it really did feel like, especially the first episode, it was a lot of rejiggering to. Fix some mistakes. Fix some mistakes. I think they realized that that home office thing just wasn't really working. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe when they started it, they knew they were going to Neverland, but maybe they just were like, let's throw this in and <laughs> see what sticks. And yeah. it didn't stick. You know, I'm really interested to see in two or three or four years uh, after the series ends uh-huh. to hear the untold story of what happened. Yes. <laughs> what happened yes. in the writer's room and with the executives. Who finally just said, OK, can we kill these two? Yeah. And make uh, them just be done. And let's just live in Neverland and make it all about Neverland kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, it, you know, I also uh, it definitely they have uh, fleshed out Hook quite a bit. Yeah. The, uh, it just just in this uh, past episode, even mm-hmm. they. I mean, having somebody's backstory always helps. Mm-hmm. Seeing mm-hmm. where their where their emotions and everything is coming from is awesome. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, thank you very much. Oh, and oh. on the um, whole, you know, Storybrook thing, I'm pretty sure it's. I think I said this last week that it's episode eight, maybe six, because. Mm-hmm. Um, this week is Ariel and it's episode six. I feel like six was sticking out in my head, but now I'm thinking maybe it was eight. So sometime, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to say before Thanksgiving, probably we're going to be back in Storybrooke, at least for a brief moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're all excited about that. <laughs> okay. Now let's see here. Uh, next, uh, Nani uh, went ahead and wrote us and she sent us an article about Wonderland and about Basically, um, we'll we'll put the article in our show notes. I'll go ahead and save that here to make sure I remember it. He's in an archiving mode. It's from uh, cartermat.com. Did ABC botch Once Upon a Time in Wonderland a discussion? (sighs) And basically the point they make in the article here is that uh, it was was just a mistake to schedule it on Thursday night. It was a horrible schedule. Yeah. Horrible. You can't put it against Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And, and why separate it from from <laughs> the parent show? Right. They should have done either a whole block, a two mm-hmm. hour block, or even back to back nights. I think they'd have been yeah. good because it would have been it would have been a lead in. Mm-hmm. And I'm really and, struggling because I like Wonderland. I don't want it to go away. And not that not the night that uh, you know. Every network puts on their geek demographic kind of stuff too. Well, I mean, know? this is a fairly geek demographic show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's multiple worlds. It's, it's, there's worlds. Know. There's time travel. Mm-hmm. There's 
you yeah, know, I, rabbits. I mean, that's the interesting thing about this show, though, is that it, it attracts both sides of the coin. Like, and I, I mean, I think I think that's why we uh, both like gre- it. Greetings works so well as a show because we we're kind of representative of the two types of people this show attracts. I'm poppy and you're geeky. Yeah, exactly. I have a level of it's <laughs> very do. small. But uh, what you call it? Yeah, so it's just, it's uh, interesting that they they would almost program against that. <laughs> yeah, they really. Um, that's that's the problem they mm-hmm. have is their schedule. Maybe I don't, I mean to fight canceling it, they'll move it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have that wiggle room in their schedule. I'm not that good. Well, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, at this point, it might just. They're just play like, it out. Like, like the equation, it might just be they just run everything or they run it, what they have. I could almost even see them like blowing out the rest of the series like on one night, like the night before Thanksgiving be when no one's watching TV. Yeah, no one's watching. <laughs> no, no, like, everybody's just, at the bar. Just play all the rest of the episodes, which would make uh, which right our Wonderland point. episodes very interesting if they played like four or five episodes in a row and <gasps> ended it. That would be intense. I well, guess we would just, we just do, do a uh, wrap up episode. Yeah, a big wrap up episode. Right. A super well, mega episode. I don't episode. think they have that many, honestly. Mm. I'll talk while I do that. Okay. But I don't think, I don't know if they have well, that many made. Well, well, because- you're looking it up. I, I will mention that, you know, Nani's the one who sent this article into us. And I noticed in her uh, signature here, we'll go ahead and give her podcast a plug and her blog Hello, a plug. Yes, she's a quilter. She has a Nani's Quilting Dreams podcast, and that's at Nani's Quilting Dreams. It's Nani spelled N O N N I E S, Nani's Quilted Dreams dot podbean dot com. And she also has a Nani's Quilt Dreams blog at Nani Quilt Dream or Nani Quilting Dreams dot WordPress dot com. And she's also on Goodreads, which is cool. She's good peeps. Um, okay, but what I found, and this has been holding steady since the beginning, there are only five episodes listed on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Like it hasn't changed and I've checked it every week purely to try and schedule things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have more. If they have more like in the queue? I don't know if they have more, hmm. which means they have two left, okay. which ends them at Thanksgiving. Or right before. Well, and that's where it's scheduled to at this point. That's all they're scheduled out. Because my friend Jill, who writes for uh, the Mary Sue... Right. Uh, we're we're trying to schedule her to come on a Wonderland, episode. and that would be her week. And we scheduled <laughs> we scheduled her for that week just because we didn't know what was going to be happening with it, and they don't have any other episodes ske- on the schedule right now. And that I mean which, that hasn't changed. This has been the set schedule mm-hmm. since before it premiered. Mm-hmm. Which definitely we have to get Jill. She's also known as the Nerdy Bird. Uh, you might know her uh, from Twitter, but uh, you know we definitely have to get her on a regular episode if if it ends up getting canceled. Oh, she's a oncer. <laughs> oh yeah, she she really enjoys. The once upon a time. So. Yay! Yeah, we'll get her on another one. Definitely. Okay. But uh, so there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's still harping on our Wonderland concerns. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know you say they've already invested so much. Yeah, but you know, if they're mm-hmm. stop making them, you know, they're not losing money by not making them. Yeah. Well, another thing is, you know, since we've talked about, it feels kind of like the end game might be bringing one or two characters back into the main series. You'd think they'd at least have to get to the episode. Where they send them there. Yeah. But the thing is, we've already made the connection, some connections. Mm. Yeah. We've made a Maleficent connection. We've Mm. made, um, what's his face? Robin Hood. Thank you. We've made those connections. We've seen the knave in Granny's. Mm Mm-hmm. So we may not know how he gets there right away. Yeah. But we know they can get there, mm-hmm. which right there – I mean that's, that's their inn. They opened with their inn mm-hmm. by having him in Storybrooke yeah. and interacting with people. They knew him. Mm-hmm. So whether they knew everything about him, 
obviously they didn't seem to, mm-hmm. but the inn is there. And <laughs> if they carry somebody over, it's going to, it's going to be the knave. Yeah. Probably he's, at, at the very he's least. He's the strongest the character right now. I think they should bring over the rabbit. I would just They're like not a, gonna bring over the rabbit. I would love to see a magical rabbit just running around Storybrooke all the time. That'd be fun. <laughs> okay, can we move on yes uh if you want to go ahead and read damon's damon know. damon 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 richie <clears throat> this is i believe mostly about good form hello guys just wanted to run a thought by you i think that pan spiced the room aha i knew i read it somewhere else mm. i told you i skimmed so yes we're back to this pun intended um remember when it was t- when he was talking to hook he gave him the rum and said have a drink it makes you think better hook doesn't drink at at that time but when everybody took a drink except regina i think the writers want to let us know about the rum drinking had not come up at all then mm. all of a sudden everybody is taking shots besides when he threw that flask in the ocean <laughs> yeah that was so depressing um after um the drink emma kisses hook mm. okay so these are different theories on the rum but there's still theories involving pan messed with the rum <laughs> um maybe to help feed the love triangle that is about to hit the fan because he knew mm-hmm. they didn't tell him then okay Okay, I can buy that. Woo! Sorry, iPhones doing things. Um, second quick thing, I think the person in the cage is someone we have yet to see or have not seen yet. Um, but someone we know from fairy stories, I think that is going to be a real shocker. I don't know. It will be a big deal if it is someone we already know because we know Pan has the power to do pretty much anything on the island. So catching anyone that we already know is on the island will not be a big reveal. Mm-hmm. Will we be surprised if it's Tink or Rumple? No, I think not. Um, it's got to be someone we have not seen in Numberland. Tell me what you think. Thanks. I lo- Thanks. I love your podcast. Keep up with the great work. Damon Ray. Oh, I need more magic juice. No, I, I, I definitely like that. Um, I, I wonder, can you think of any fairy tale characters that we haven't seen yet at all that would be kind of cool to pop up there? Oh, <clears throat> I'm not sure. I Honestly, the, I'm not. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But um, something that pops into my head is maybe someone from the Oz universe. They've been a lot of Oz mm-hmm. references over this season alone, let alone last season. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's Rumple mm-hmm. purely because we got that pre. Yeah, that preview. Okay, Plus, well, spoiler. I don't think the, um, I don't think Pan's the kind of guy who would stick Rumple in a cage. I don't know if he, he could uh, stick Rumple in a cage. Well, honestly, I think I think if he could, if there would be no resistance, he could, it would ruin the game for him. And Pan's all about you know having he, fun and playing a game. Right. And if he puts the most powerful player in a cage and captures him and has already won. What's the point of playing the What's game? What's the fun? If anything, he's going to hang him off a cliff. Yeah. Or, or dangle him and mm-hmm. make him fly. Um, Not Dementor style, but Harry Potter people. You're with me. Where they control them and they carry them in the sky over the thing. Anyway, let's move on. Or, you know, he he, he would make, make it something to where Rumpel had to choose between his life and Henry's or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not going to be little. Mm. But, uh, yeah, in, uh, like we said, Damon, uh, some other people have pointed out the flask. Good call. It's def- there's definitely yeah. something going on with the flask. And Damon, I, I think it might be the first time you've written in, maybe. So thank you for writing in. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we were kind of being like, oh, man, we're right up at the top of the episode. But we really appreciate yeah, right? we like really, everybody, really do. you know, answering the call. For It's also nice to know you're out there. <laughs> That's the one weird thing about a podcast. There's no, like, visual audience. Like, mm-hmm. we're theater people. We specifically like live theater. Why? Because you get the feedback instantly <laughs> and you feed off it. So thank you. Anyway, continue. Okay. Um, we're going to skip this next one because this is the 17 minute long this one. I think what we're going to do. Okay. It's 17 minutes. It's it late. A- me and it, 
like I, I've listened to a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't listened to the whole thing. Me and Anne Marie might not be in the best place right now to sit here for 17 minutes on top of everybody else's right. to we'll listen to it and respond. So, well, I was going to say we'll listen to two or three or four minutes of it. Like we'll, we'll save it for the last, listen to two or three or four minutes of it. And then at the end of the episode, we'll attach the whole thing. There we go. That'll be our outro. And that was, uh, it, we, I mean, we definitely appreciate it. 17 minutes is a commitment. I'm sure you have a lot of Wait, great stuff to say, and we are going to listen to it, obviously. Wait, there was another one. You just jumped one. There was two. There's this one, and then the 17 minute. Have you listened to this one? I, this, it, the same material covered in the 17 minute, she said. Those are, that's the seven. Okay. They're the same person? Oh, wait a second. You yeah. know what? Okay. Those are different. Okay. Uh, Chris is the one who sent in the 17 yes. minutes. Seeing as how it says, hey, guys, it's a 17 minute recording. <laughs> That's why I was very confused. Can we please play this one? Yes, I guess we can. I feel sorry about that. Uh, but they yeah, have that's no what, idea what's going on. Okay, right that's sorry. what we're going to do with the 17-minute one. Here's another one straight from Germany. Uh, it's actually going to have to download here, so I'm going to talk for about a second while it does, and then I'll play it right bam, now. Bam, bam, bam. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, I'm calling in from Germany. I hope my English is okay. It's not my first language, so apologies in advance if there are mistakes. So, on to the episode. This was the best in this season so far. I loved seeing Killian's backstory, finally. <laughs> His relationship with his brother Liam was very deep, I think. They were really close and his death was a major loss for Killian. I cried so much seeing Liam die in his arms, just like Mila. So he lost the two people he loved the most in his life dying in his arms. Does anybody else think he deserves a happy ending? Well, (laughs) I do. I also absolutely love Killian and Charming bonding their little trip up Dead Man's Peak was great and I love that Killian told Charming right up front that he can only live in Neverland and once he gets off the island he'll die. Although I really hope that there will be something that can help rescue Charming for real. I think that Henry can ultimately heal him maybe? I hope so. Well, I'm on your team, Bill. I'm a Captain Swan shipper (laughs) since the very beginning in Season 2, Episode 5, where they first met. In regards to Neil and Tamara, Adam tweeted that Neil genuinely loved Tamara. In other words, he moved on from Emma. Another sign for for that is that Neil didn't come for Emma when he received the postcard that said the curse broke. Emma will always love Neil, of course. We all know that we never forget our first love and Neil is her baby's daddy. So she'll always love him and care for him and that's how it should be, in my opinion. But Killian is her chance to start over, to move on, to be together with someone who will always put her first. And that's what Killian will do. After the kiss, which was awesome and totally hot, (laughs) by the way, we saw that he realized what he felt for her. I hope that he's going to tell her that Neil is alive and let her choose in the end if she wants to be with him or with Neil, because he respects her and her choices. Okay, That's all I wanted to say, except, of course, that I love your podcast. I think you two found each other. You're hilarious together. Thanks for all your insights every week. Well, that's it now. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you very much. (laughs) And it was great to hear all that really positive Captain Swan stuff, too. (laughs) No, she had some really good points, though, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, Hook in general, he's just had a really bad life. He really has. Overall. No wonder he's like Captain Hook. Regardless of how how you come... On, on the whole shipping battle, right? You you definitely have to feel sorry. I like for to Hook. ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 
And that that is a point that I've been thinking a lot too that she brought up. And uh, good to hear it confirmed from the creators is the fact that he just was in in a relationship, like engaged, ready to give up or you know start a whole new life with uh, Tamara. And I think. And by the way, the postcard that he ignored. Yes. What did it say on it? Broken. Greetings from Storybrook. Yeah, it really did. When did we name the podcast? A before, week before that episode aired. It was awesome. Yeah. It was like they drew it for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, so with Neo and Tamara, yes, he was in love with her, or he was, you know, in love with her, he was engaged to her, but, and he didn't go running for Emma, mm-hmm. because he had someone, like, who's to say who he loved more? It's not a matter of, you know, percentages of love. But, you know, they well, fell I, through the hole. They both said they loved each other. Well, I'm I mean, holding on to it. Really? I don't think love is something you can say, who do you love more? I, I think it's more of who do you love Who do you love more recently? No. Like, no. No. I, I don't know if you fall in love with someone, though. Do you, If you fall in love with someone, something happens, you break up with them, and then you fall in love with someone else a couple of years down the line, and, you know, you spend the same amount of time with that person, do you really think... I have had more love with that past person than I do with the present person or vice versa. You just think I'm in love. And I happen to have been in love with this person for the past six months where I was in love with another person for six months, two years ago or four years ago or seven years ago. Or (laughs) 10 years ago. Or Um, 400 years ago. (laughs) But you know know what I'm saying is just that I – I, I think love's a binary. It's on or off. And that, this might just be a, be a me thing, too. I don't think you can say you love someone more than you love someone else. You just either love someone or you don't. But this is very philosophical. This is really <laughs> – this, this might be a little too intense for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the magic juice is flowing. I – yeah, no. Mm-mm, sorry. Swanfire. Captain Swan. Moving right along. But uh, we want to thank you. And, uh, thank the, you. It came, came through fine. It and uh, They also – and this is something we don't really mention enough. If you have uh, an issue leaving a voicemail or something like that – For any sort of like reason. That, you can definitely feel free uh, at greetingsfromstorybrooke at gmail.com to go ahead and send us in an MP3 file or uh, she sent, sent us a WMA, you know, just some sort of audio file with your comment and we'll definitely play it on the show. No problem. Totally. Totes. Okay. So we've got a couple tweets of feedback from Wynn. <laughs> um, um, an all-fan episode is a fun idea. Prince Eric's costume looks awful in the sneaks. In my opinion, the costume design is weak in season three. I agree because they all <laughs> – <laughs> Sorry. That was my magic juice. Oh, it's possessed. It's a curse. Speaking of, do you need another magic juice? No, I'm good. I'm okay. Good. Um, and then she said, I didn't care for Tink's sp- um, spangly dance recital outfit either. It's Tinkerbell win. Yeah, they, it's Tinkerbell. Yeah, when you know, you know, we love you. But, but that was that was basically that was the Tinkerbell. That was Tinkerbell outfit. Yeah, but I agree with her that the costume design is kind of sad this season. Um, not just because they're all stuck in the same costumes. They all they've said that they specifically brought suitcases on the boat mm-hmm. so they wouldn't be stuck in the same costume. Is Regina ever going to get out of her two thousand plus dollar um, blazer? Her, her power suit. Her power suit, please. <laughs> so agreed. Okay. Uh, next, we have an email from Holly here. Hold on. You know what? A little behind the yeah, chloroseptic spray. One sec. <coughs> 
Okay, Holly says, Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. Really love the way this season has been going. The great question, who's in the box? I really don't have any ideas. At first, I thought it could be Belle, but then I remembered that she's in Neverland. I think you mean Storybrooke there. I'm going to go with that, yeah. Or maybe she means uh, Rumble. Ima- imaginary rep- Rumple Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's Tanker. Perhaps it's Rumple's father. I really have to agree that there is some relationship between Pan and Rumple. I really think they could be half brothers. That Rumple's father pulled a Mila and let his family left his family to go off on adventures with someone else, and he had another child. That's a good idea, actually. That you know, uh, maybe Rumple's father uh, did to Rumple or did to Rumple as a child what Rumple had done to him as an adult by his right. wife. Uh, really loved Henry in good form. I really think that he's putting on an act for Pan to stay safe. I I agree on that. I, I, to a degree. To a degree. <laughs> Hmm. I don't know if the character has that much depth. <laughs> but I, I love the Operation Save Cobra line that Emma came up that with. That was good. Uh, we, I actually I tur- turned to Anne-Marie when we were watching OE and I was saying I, I bet our friends over at Operation Cobra cast really like that too. <laughs> since That's they, their, their show title's relevant again. It would be like if another postcard showed up for us. <laughs> okay, where was I here? I really think uh, – okay, I – Love the Operation Cobra cast She, Snow, and Regina. She, Snow, and Regina communicated with Henry throughout the com- through the compact mirror so he knew that it wasn't a trick of pans. I really think there's going to be quite the scene between Snow and Charming when she finds out that Charming can't leave Neverland because of him drinking the water to save his life. Wonder how they're going to get out of that one unless one of the group and or Henry is able to get them all off the island without any repercussions. So looking... So er, I, I'll just say <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it's so or so. I'll, so I'll go. So looking forward to the, how the rest of the first half of the season shakes out. I've been enjoying the ride thus far or so far. Holly, sorry for butchering the last part. Of that, wow, yeah. thank you, Holly. Um, no, that was really good. I, I think I commented on that. I think uh, yeah. throughout pretty well. So. Um, I think it will be interesting when Snow Snow has her reaction. I'm kind of thinking Henry's getting them all off the island. Well, you know, or somebody like he's not really going to stay there. And if he does, Snow's going to stay there. And then mm -hmm. we're just always going to have a split season. At least according to Pan, uh, he's he's probably the most powerful guy in the game right now, Uh (laughs) too. So I I could definitely see him, you know, leading the escape plan for sure. Wait, Pan's leading the escape plan? No, Henry. Oh, okay. Okay. Not leading the escape pan. (laughs) But leading the escape plan. I'm just going to move on to the next statement. Oh, yeah. You got this tweet here. Uh, and this is something that a couple people reminded us of. Yes. But, uh, um, this is from Fantastic Fan Podcast. I loved you. Which call- is uh, at Fantastic FP on Twitter. Yes. Um, I loved you calling it the Tumblr. <laughs> Sorry, we're not Tumblr people. We don't understand Winky it. Winky face. Like, winky face. Um, OTP equals one true pairing. Pretty mm. much means number one ship. Great review of 305, guys. Uh, thank you. And yeah, thank uh, you. We, we I had thought it was off the page for some reason, but it kind of the same One thing. One pairing makes so much more sense, though. But, but I mean, they, two two cuts from the same cloth, I, I thought. You know, because I, I was saying off the page as in the relationship you want to see that isn't in the show. Mm-hmm. And one two, true pairing is the relationship you want to see because you think it's perfect. And it's probably not in the show because if it was, you wouldn't be fantasizing about it because it would be a reality. Right. <laughs> 
Okay, let's see here. Uh, we Shall have... I read this one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, this is another letter from Nani. Thank you, so Nani. This was her feedback before sending us an article. <laughs> um, and just a general feelings on once. Okay, loving season three. Wish they would bring out a DVD for each segment. I cannot wait till August. <laughs> till August next weekend. I'm thinking that means next year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I over in uh, Britain and stuff they do that. Like when? Oh, do they? Well, when like when they split up the Doctor Who season, they released a season five or season six or seven A and six or seven seven B. I I forget what season Doctor Who's on. That's awful. Let's not just miss Doctor Who on this <laughs> podcast. That could veer very dangerously. Yes. Um, H- um, actually, you know what? I'll throw this out there. What would people think about me and Amory doing a special day of the Doctor podcast? Because we really like Doctor Who. Yeah, we really, really like Doctor <laughs> we Who. Really, we really wouldn't mind like- discussing it in depth like we do with Once Upon a Time. So, you know, let us know your thoughts on that. But go ahead. All right, we're asking for but, feedback on a feedback episode. So that's awesome. <laughs> I just happened to think of it, but go back Inbox to Inbox is going to explode. Sorry, Nani, we're interrupting. All right, H&K have been building the suspense, and I am loving it. I enjoyed each one as it's presented. I never angst about all of the ship's plot holes and character development. I enjoyed going with the flow. I think H&K are changing the Disney and book versions, and I am okay with that. They are making it fun to watch. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, they've definitely done some really good twists. Mm-hmm. They've had some bad ones, but then we just killed off those characters, and they weren't relevant anyway. Um, yeah, I think I think really what it comes down for me is there are decisions you can see they make that are about character and about story, and which, then there's some which are generally great, and then you, there are other decisions they make that you can tell are about a casting adjustment or a note from network or something that just doesn't feel quite right it just didn't flow or somebody actually let an intern mm-hmm. write something but but <laughs> that, that's the uh, that's the the danger of uh working for a major network on a right. show is that it, it, at the end of that. the day every episode costs half a million dollars or whatever and they're the ones putting out the money so they're one, they're the ones who get they the get final the say. yeah um i do listen to all excuse me, all podcasts and enjoy them immensely and hearing all the different viewpoints. I love the byplay between the two of you. I find, vi- find very few my family and friends follow or watch once. So this is as close as I get my responses to your podcast. This <laughs> makes me nervous. Oh, I haven't read ahead. Um, Snow is trying to redeem herself from killing Cora. She will also want to protect children. Since she knows what it feels like to have her heart torn out, she can sympathize with a lost boy. I can see that. Time frame? Dot, 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 dot. Am I missing what that means? Uh, I'm not – here, keep going and I'll try and research it a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, the lost boys originate from Rumpel and Pied, uh, Pied Piper time, closer to the Middle Ages as evidenced by clothing village customs. Rumpel um, started out as a serf. To a baron, Rumpel is 300 years old prior to the time of Cora Regina and the curse. Then Victorian England. I love getting this history lesson. Um, <laughs> my prediction, Rumpel's father is in the other box. So that's three votes for Rumpel's father yeah. in the box. And since we know he's been cast and he's coming up, completely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back to – Also it- makes sense why it's such a pop- popular choice because I think that casting announcement came out right before this episode right before aired. the episode yeah, aired. So, so they're planting that one. Um, which means it probably isn't him. I think it's Whoopi Goldberg in the box, not the character no! she'll be playing on Wonderland, but She's actually, a bunny. but actually, Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg is trapped in the box. Well, seeing as how she might not get to do that episode of Wonderland, they already paid her. Probably. We're, we're about to go being John Malkovich up in this piece <laughs> right here. 
Um, anyway, we go back to the Enchanted Forest for the Ariel story. Storybrooke and Ariel and Grumpy is the uh, red herring. That's right. There's an Ariel and Grumpy. That mm-hmm. was their whole like shebang in the very, very yeah, beginning. Wasn't that specially shot? I think that – That was specifically shot. Like they didn't even have an Ariel yet. Mm-hmm. So they already knew the plot line. I mean they yeah. had the major story. My fan fiction. Okay. Now I'm not usually a fanfic fan, so let's see how this goes. Uh, Mother Earth, Pan, Pan's Nani, mm-hmm. okay, comes to Neverland, dislikes the brat that Pan has turned out to be, and she casts a spell and regresses Pan and all the naughty lost boys to infants. They then go to Storybrooke with the boys and adopt them out. Regina gets Pan and Felix because she's the only one who can keep them in line. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of enjoy that. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, I, I I like that. If you write that, Nani, we'll 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 perform that. So I get to be Regina again. I, honestly, Wait till you see my. You know, I, honestly, and this is something that I've 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 thought in my head. I've never said actually on the podcast before. If we have fanfic writers out there, send us your fanfic. Thick. We're, we both have theater backgrounds. We'll sit here and we do a dramatic. Do if we like it, we'll sit here and we'll do a dramatic performance of it on an off week or something. We'd love. Can you to. tell we're trying to fill in when Wonderland gets canceled, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe over the season or the break. Does anyone have any uh, pictures of their kids or personal anecdotes from high school that we can read on the show? What? Because we're not going to be able to talk about Wonderland, so we need to fill the space with something. You're soliciting small. Children. Does anyone have any recipes for cookies that okay, we can read? Okay, I'm on about the show? to kick him off the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, she also just has a DVR bumps of ratings for once with nice. 18 to 49 year olds. Yes, it has always been bumping, mm. and that was it for tonight because 5 a.m. comes early. Ooh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyway, continue. Oh, and she also has a post here. I'll go ahead and put a link to this in the show notes over on the uh, Once Podcast forums where she posts spoilers and, and miscellaneous about the show. Oh, and I, I didn't even see that. I've seen some of her postings over there, too, when I when I vanity so Google search on. greetings from Storybrooke Next Nani over on the Once Podcast forum comes up a lot. So It's everyone to receive. Oh! Mm-hmm. Did you read that spoiler at the very bottom? What was it? Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Next week, Regina chokes Rumpel's bell. We saw that in the preview. Mm-hmm. And Hook leads everyone on a rescue of Neil. Nice. That's exactly what I would expect from Hook. That's it. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay, thank you, Nani, for thank writing Thank you again, in. Nani. Okay, let's see. I uh, just sent an MP3. Wait. Okay, okay this, 17. Is, this is this. Yeah, this is the 17-minute one. Uh, Chris, I, as I said, we'll play a few minutes at the end, and then we'll play the full thing. After after uh, we close out here. Okay, next is Jeannie. Oh uh, well, here's a voicemail. Yes, that's Jeannie. That what Jeannie? Jeannie. Who's Jeannie? Jeannie, explain yourself. Ding ding. Hi, Bill. This is Jeannie again, and let me continue from where I kind of left off. Okay, here we go. At least when Hook and Emma. They- you know what? I'm going to pause this for a second. I believe we have this, this is was the this is one of the ones that's a two parter. So let me. Okay, it's the one right before it. Uh, maybe i don't know i don't have a transcript here let's go okay here's the first part hi guys this is Jeannie calling um i just wanted to go ahead and help bill with his captain hook and um unfortunately i'm not very good at speaking so i'm going to read what i've written and um it's not going to be under a minute but i'm trying to keep it under two minutes so here we go 
I wanted to write a note regarding, regarding the last episode of Once Upon a Time and the epiphany I had regarding Captain Swan pairing. To start with, I'm totally a Star Wars geek, and this is where it stems from. <laughs> Knowing that Adam and Eddie are like me in Star Wars geekiness, I have found out when you look at it, there are quite a few similarities between Emma and Hook and Han and Leia. Let me show you, and believe it or not, it's not much of a stretch. Hand and Hook, a smuggler and pirate who are captains of their own iconic ships, was more than questionable path. Also, they are very self-serving men looking out for their best interests, the anti-heroes. Lee and Emma, both princes, they're strong, independent women who know how to take care of themselves and business. They also have no problems dressing the guys down for being arrogant and selfish. Hand and Hook, mercilessly flirted with their princesses, first just to get under their skin, but somehow and somewhere along the way, it turned into something more serious for the both of them. Lee and Emma shuts them down at every turn until finally giving in for that significant kiss, only to run away with their, to be alone with their thoughts because they're just trying to cope with understanding that their feelings toward these men who used to really annoy them have changed also. Hand and Hook, both men make conscious decisions on starting to do the right thing so that they might be worthy of their princesses. And even though we know Han made a personal sacrifice to save Leia by being frozen in carbonite, Hook may yet surprise us and do the same equivalent for Emma. One thing I've always noticed, too, in angsty romance. Hey, I'm pausing here. Yeah. Calling it right now. That sacrifice is, is, is his him. other hand. Okay, go ahead. Is when a guy is the anti-hero, there's always the constant reiteration by people saying that he is not worthy of the girl because he's, well, a pirate, smuggler, rogue, or etc. It shows that the man has a supposedly major impossible glass mountain to scale, but somehow against all odds, he wins the love of this lady. Now, I do unfortunately believe that in the end they would pair Emma with Neil, but there is a lot to be said for this pirate smuggler princess pairing, and maybe, just maybe, Abinetti might surprise us with it if they choose to recreate this kind of couple. Also, it would go nicely along with the, your first love may not necessarily be the one you end up with scenario. We see this in Rumpel, Cora, Bell, and soon Regina, Daniel, and Robin. People grow and cannot grow love, um, no matter what, since Emma and Nook's re- Neil's relationship and it's so abruptly they still have to process what happened between them going all the way back when he left her holding the bag literally they never got a chance to resolve all those unfinished feelings once they do they just might find that they have uh, outgrown each other and just like they are showing that having two moms is okay they might show that even if your parents aren't together it's okay also like most mixed families that we have nowadays at least with Hook and Emma, they're starting from a mutual beginning point. Okay, uh, that's the, where it cuts. It, it continues. I, w- I will say that 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 could all uh, that, that last point good. there, I could definitely be pointing towards because I, I know they were getting some grief from people from you know adopted families and stuff saying that they weren't portraying that whole dynamic very well or yeah, you know towards people's likings, and that could be right. definitely a well, way to resolve it. But we'll go ahead and play the rest of the voicemail. Here we go. Hi, Bill. This is Jeannie again, and let me continue from where I kind of left off, okay? <laughs> Here we go. At least when Hook and Emma, they start, they're start they starting at a mutual uh, beginning point, and that leaves quite a bit to work with. Besides, he said, as you wish, after she told him to fetch firewood. The Princess Bride <laughs> reference, another par- pirate and princess pairing was just too endearing. For me, if they go with Swanfire, all I can hope for is that they don't waste all this work they've done with him, only to make him evil again to push that relationship to win. 
Personally, if they go with Neil, I would love to see a tale of two cities type of scenario where Hook, for the sake of Emma's happiness, sacrifices his love to let her be with Neil. That would it would be what a man of honor would do. So far, both men still have to prove themselves to be a true man of honor. But for me, Neil has a bigger obstacle because even though he pushed, was it was pushed as a necessary evil, what he did to Emma all those years ago was a dishonorable act in my eyes. One more thing. Wouldn't it be fun to see Rumpel's shorts get all in a twist to find out that Hook would be in the picture a lot longer in a familiar way? I think so. <laughs> So far, um, Swan Farm might be the front runner in this race, but I still think Captain Swan has a strong chance. Here's to the best shipper battle out there, and like you, Bill, I will always root for the Pirateness Princess. Team Captain Swan forever. Hashtag Team Bill. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Heck yeah, Team Bill. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm just going to say this whole feedback episode is very Team Bill and very Captain Swan. Where are my swan fires, people? <laughs> you better be at the bottom team of the list. No Team Bill. Get on, team the, get on the Team Bill train, the Captain Swan train, because it is the correct train to be on. Okay. You know what? Hey, Emery, important, important here. Yeah. I am hereby quitting hosting Greetings from Storybrooke, and I demand you do as well. Because this voice, this two-part voicemail was way more insightful than we ever, have way been. more entertaining, way more on point than we Jeannie, have ever we're been going on to this hand show. You the podcast. Yes, now. you are the new host of Greetings from Storybrooke. <laughs> no, but I really <laughs> it loved was it. Great, I was very. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to rush. It's okay. Oh yeah, um, I, I definitely, you know, uh, uh, Captain Hook and Emma definitely fit into those hand Han, Han Leia. Leia. Uh, I loved that comparison. I know I'm mm-hmm. not big on the ship, but yeah. I really liked your comparisons. All made sense, and the as you wish was just that. Just got me anyway because <laughs> me and my dad's favorite movie growing mm-hmm. up was The Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. May have yeah. to watch it next week. <laughs> But so. and uh, you, you know uh, one other thing that you said that I wanted to touch on was just that Hook it is a man of honor. Like I, I think that is probably his defining characteristic. Right, he does everything to is, honor somebody. Mm-hmm. At this point, everything he's done, it, good or bad, is to honor somebody. Yeah, yeah, it, it's all towards a point that is very romantic and at least internally moralistic you know even if it you know from the outside it might seem oh he's he's been kind of a bad guy right uh to him it's it's about you know avenging someone or respecting someone or something so he's definitely a man of honor for sure although uh you know i I don't know how neil's gonna feel about hook in the future considering that the two people we've seen hook kiss are neil's ex-girlfriend and his mom his mom (laughs) So, your mom. Sorry, it was there. It. it was there. I had to make it your mom. I made out with your mom. Okay, here. Uh, this one is just her, me and her writing back and forth about her leaving that second half of the message because she was like, I, it "Cut me off, blah. right?" And right. then this and one, we're not first, and that we're, we're not doing. That we're not doing. So, don't worry, it wasn't any of you. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about you. It was spam. Um, <laughs> kind of. In a way. Do you want me to read this? Yeah. Okay. Is this two parts? Wait, wait. No, this is from Allison. And, Just uh, that top. Wait, Oh, Allison. no, because remember, I, I asked her last week uh, how she felt about my scenario Oh. for Captain Swan ending up. Oh, okay. So I'm on to the Twitters? No, no. We're still on a... Uh, right I'm under just, Chris. Right under Chris. Go back to the inbox. Go back to I'm the inbox. I'm in the inbox. Okay. There's, there's Chris, and then there's one with two messages right underneath that. The Patel? Yes. That's the one I was trying to read. Yes, and that's Allison. That's Allison? Yes. 
Oh, Allie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's totally fine. Um, is it just that one email or two emails? There's no, two because I, I asked her a question. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. This is why I told him to organize and he said, no, we're just going to go through the inbox. <clears throat> and you know what? We're just going to leave all this in because I think it's hilarious. Well, they do enjoy us when we're caffeinated and we're on magic juice. We are at one we're hour. We're actually under what I was expecting at this point though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, this is from Allie. Well, I'm not exactly sure what to say about this episode, except this love triangle is going to ruin the show. Uh, two reasons. One, whatever turns out to be the endgame Swanfire or Captain Swan, it's going to leave one half of the fandom very upset. And two, it will not – it will no question put one character in a bad light. First season, they did it with Mary Margaret, David, and Catherine. The whole ordeal made David look like a horrible and weak person. This season, the Neil-Emma Hook triangle is making Neil look really bad and causing people to say many terrible things. What are they saying about him? Why is he being bad? I don't know. I'm sorry. I love Neil. Um, <laughs> Neil's a good guy. Neil's he's a, a good guy. He's good peeps. He's trying to save his kid. Yeah. He's trying to save the kid he didn't know he had. Anyway. Um, Who will have between- a great stepfather and Captain Hook. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, between their OTP, which we now know is one true pairing. And recently, Emma has been accused of being weak for breaking down last week. Um, we all break down. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, the only safe ending for this plot Everybody is that... Everybody hurts. Shh, drink, your mag- drink your magic juice. The only safe ending for the plot is that Neil, Hook, and maybe even Regina just throw Emma overboard and go to Storybrook <laughs> and play poker. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. What did you ask her? Oh, it, Basically, I, I put out my scenario of uh, uh, Captain Swan Endgame that Swanfire people would be happy with. I asked Allison because uh, she had written in. Right. Uh, how she felt about my theory, and she said it made her sad as a fan of Swanfire. Oh. So that's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, I can I can see if you're so committed to the pairing of Emma and Neil, yes, that any resolution besides them ending up together at the end would upset you. This is where I'm at. Fair this enough. This is where I'm at. All right, you got snow bunny. I suppose so. Hold on, let me get there. Oh, All right. Okay. So from Twitter. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, that wasn't anything. Yeah, that wasn't anything. Well, that was that kind of when she was listening to Pirate Shipping and she got a sh- shout out. Yay. Yeah. Oh, by the by the way, uh, Anne-Marie had said um, about our Alice in Wonderland episode, uh, Alice versus the Disco Opium Den, that that was her favorite episode, episode title, title ever, ever. And I don't think we'll ever beat it. I think Pirate Shipping beat it. Seriously? Just because it, it it means like three different things. It means like seventy different <laughs> things in in the one world. Yeah. I'm sorry. And it was very appropriate to this epi- to the last the episode. episode too. Yes, it was very appropriate. But I'm sorry, Alice and the Disco Opium Den was fantastic. <laughs> anyway, and I didn't even come up with it. Okay, and uh, Raquel Ware at Rickrack on Twitter R I K R A Q was uh, just filling us in that yeah, our, also, we were wrong on our OTP. Also reminded us about OTP. Uh, right. do, do you want to do Mary Kelly or should I? Um, Marie. You mean Marie. Marie Kelly. Yes. I'm sorry for him. It's late. <laughs> the magic juice is taken to his brain. Okay. Hi there. Love your podcast. This message, however, is about something that was brought up a few episodes ago. Basically, who or what could be responsible for destroying magic? My Please theory- continue. I will. Oh, I remember reading this one and I love your theory. Okay. My theory is that it's a character from the land of Oz called Pri- Princess Ozma. Tell me more person who wrote in several days ago. In the Oz books, Princess Ozma is the true ruler of Oz. Mm -hmm. Now, she doesn't appear in the first book, but she does appear in later books. In fact, when she's first seen, she's under 
a curse and disguised as another person. However, once the curse is broken, she takes her place as the ruler of Oz, whose word is law. A bit of proof as it, as it there. For, as it were. As it, oh, as it were. <laughs> that makes more sense. For Ozma being the one to get rid of magic comes from the book The Patchwork Girl of Oz. Mm-hmm. In it, one of the characters, the crooked magician, says, I am not allowed to perform magic except for my own amusement. Too many people were working magic in the land of Oz, and so our lovely Princess Ozma put a stop to it. I think she was quite right. There were several wicked witches who caused a lot of trouble, but now they are all out of business, and the only great sorceress, Glinda the Good, is permitted to practice her arts. That is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I need to reread those. (laughs) Um, So we've... We've had a character who, in the original canon, had a bad personal experience with magic and then banned it from her realm. Also, it's been stated several times that magic always comes with a price. Perhaps Ozma decided that the price was simply too high for anybody to have to make. While the original Ozma only made it a rule that one shouldn't use magic, what if um, once upon a time Ozma actually manages to destroy magic itself, except possibly for a few exceptions? I really like this, Marie. Like I- Marie, I feel you're new to writing in, and I love you. Yes, please continue to write. Please continue to write in with these fantastic. <laughs> fantastic yeah and I, I i will say right before we address the meat of your email if we ever say throughout the course of this episode oh it's the first time you've written in and you've written in before and we've forgotten about it blame we're the sorry. magic juice <laughs> blame the magic juice but uh anyway no i really like this i ozma i you know i she was a, a major character in return to oz back in the 80s with uh oh what's her name theora bulk or something oh yeah uh, her. i love her but you, you know i always complain about and i complained about it going into wonderland too about the all the everything fairy, is alice going back or or someone going some, back with, or a, a female character going back when she's older to the magical land that she went to when she was younger etc cetera, etc cetera. return to oz wasn't like that it was just a few months later it was a young actually younger than she was in the original mgm movie oh, really? dorothy going back to oz and oz ozma played in pretty significantly but you know thank you for reminding us about uh Oz, the things Ozma did, especially in Patchwork Girl yeah. of Oz, because it, that completely fits in with what we're seeing right now. This is right perfect. Now. This is honestly yeah. completely perfect. And with how many Oz hints we've mm-hmm. been getting and how they love to just throw you that curveball, mm-hmm. because that is not what anyone is expecting Oz-wise. Yeah. Seriously, out of, out of any letter we got today so far – uh it, and we're going backwards. This, so this seems, is entertaining. This seems the most likely to actually hit and actually because be something in the show. this is the type the of show. thing they'd have dug up. So basically what I'm saying, Marie, is that if this happens on the show, they, they owe you at least a $5 check or a $10 five check. $5, dollars $5. $5. Okay. And next we have a voicemail. Voicemail. All right. I don't know who this is from, so I'm just going to hit play and we'll find out right now. Of and it's no. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie. This is Wu. I just wanted to leave like a couple thoughts. Love this week's episode with the origin of Hook or understanding how Hook became a pirate. Favorite line of the episode. I wish I had another sleeping curse. I love that line from Regina. Loved the story with the the water curing David. Uh, hopefully that's going to go, go along further along this season. I wanted to get your thoughts on something before I go. I, I put it on Twitter, and for those of you who saw it, Darth Pan equals Darth Sidious, Henry equals Anakin. I, I know, I'm not a lot of, I know, I know 
there's a couple of Star Wars fans out there, but I just wanted to leave that voicemail. Sorry, sorry for disturbing. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, well, thank you very much, Wu. And, uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's, I mean, we all know there's tons of Star Wars everything here. Oh yeah, because the, the creators are such big fans of Star Wars. Um, Henry equaling Anakin, I can definitely see that in terms of the way this fan base feels about them. Because right. <laughs> um, I, I, you, you know, I, I've been a. Uh, kind of keen back into kind of the fan reactions to things a bit more since everything got started back up. And uh, the Henry State hate is still very strong <laughs> across the board yeah. out there. Which, you know, as, as we know from at least uh, Phantom Menace, if not the other two Star Wars movies, the Anakin hate was pretty strong it as was. well. It was strong. Sorry, I'm trying to find something. It is strong with this one. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Uh, there you are. Okay. There you are. Oh, there it is. That's, I was just seeing... The tweet he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Back to reality. Me. Why do I see me? Facebook. Oh, Facebook feedback. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Shall I? Yeah. Okay. This is from Elizabeth on the face of books. Uh, first of all, Hook goaded Emma into that kiss. Agreed. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that makes it not a real kiss for me. Good girl. Um, <laughs> second, I don't like the idea of Ursula being Regina. I think that it should be an actor we don't know. But what's done is done. Okay, going off of that, I heard mm-hmm. a. I don't remember where I read it. I never remember where I read it. But yeah. people, oh, it was the Once Upon a Time at Dragon Con. A lot of people were saying that they think Regina's pretending to be Ursula. That she might not necessarily be Ursula. Actually, be Ursula. This could also just be hope because we don't <laughs> want her to be Ursula. So we're just throwing it out that she could have just been pretending. She does tend to, you know, take other forms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Lastly, I love that Emma Snow and Regina were able to get the message to Henry despite the way they did it. Talk about, excuse me, desperate measures. I also loved how Charming was trying to be protective of his doctor, his daughter. Poor Hook, he loses either way. If he tells Emma, he loses her. If he doesn't tell Emma, he loses her. See, I think him telling her, if anything, is going to make sh- – to guarantee that he gets her. <laughs> I don't think it's a guarantee. I think it ups his chances. It definitely ups his chances. Definitely ups his chances. I I mean, if if there's a – I'm distracted it, it, by it, your guy liner right now. I'm sorry. I just have to oh, say from that. my Halloween from costume. From your Halloween really. costume. By the, by the way, if uh, I believe we Go are to going the to be, we're going, we tweeted them out from the GF Storybrook account tonight and also as the album art for this week's episode, we will have me and Amory's costumes. I went as kind of a, a lazy man's blue collar Batman. <laughs> my children decided that I should be a princess. Mm-hmm. I kind of look like an evil regal princess a with a bit. Mary Margaret a haircut. And we, and we got a picture of you like in a wooded area. Yeah, too, we so. we had to – like we just got to the party. He's like, let's go take pictures. I was like, what? We didn't even say hi to everyone yet. Yeah, but you can go to greetingsfromstorybrook.com to see those if you want to. But that's why I have the guy liner on. I forget what I was even saying now. Um, We were moving right along. Moving right along? Moving right along. All right. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Thank you. Oh, All and right. thank you for that link you sent um yesterday. Yes, uh, she, it mentioned um, the possibility that the possibility, there might be a new curse when they get back curse. to Storybrooke. Right, but it was very offhand mentioned. It wasn't the main focus of the article. The main focus yeah, of the article was that there are real plants on set. You know, it, <laughs> it, 
it, it wasn't even clear what what it was sourced from, too. Right. Or what? Well, it was an interview with mm-hmm. um, Eddie and Adam. Yeah, but it, it never attributed the, the curse to anything. New curse. So it, it, it said, and we really yeah, probably we have, have a, a new curse. Yeah, we basically. And you know, the new curse could be good. We got to mm-hmm. keep it spicy. <laughs> okay. So I'm just in a reading mode. So I'm going to read. Okay. Do it. Um, this is from Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Oh, she sent this to us literally as we finished recording last Monday. Mm-hmm. Like we ended oh, yeah, the recording and checked a- our and email, an email and I was like, in. ah, <laughs> and I wrote her back that I loved it and I was going to read it. So I'm going <laughs> to read it. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. I probably didn't get this email together in time for the podcast, but this episode had me so excited. I wanted to share my thoughts. Exactly. Um, have been a faithful listener since you started and love the podcast, but have never written in before. So here goes. Well, thank you for writing in. Here Another we go. new writer. Lots of new writers. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I loved this episode. That's right. Oprah voice. Whatever. <laughs> um, getting the hook backstory was great. And like most of the episodes in season three, it was well written, well acted and just really enjoyable. I would say the best so far this season if we were in season two, but season three has had so many episodes, it's hard to rank. Um, My big question, though, was who was in the other hanging cage? I finished this episode kind of yelling at my TV because we have a new mystery. Um, I think the obvious choice would be Rumple, but I have another theory. What if an adult Wendy is in the other cage? Mm. Love it, love it, love it. Um, We still don't have a clear picture of what happened during Bay's Neverland time. What if Wendy also came to Neverland while Bay was there as a boy and eventually left, putting her in a similar timeline to Bay? I still have this vision of her working in kind of an anti-magic society left over from the Greg and Tamara theories from last season. Um, I see her as this British spy now back in Neverland to take down magic but caught but was caught by Pam. I mean, there has to be more to that Darling story started last season, right? I completely agree. There's mm. no way that we're done with the Darlings. Yeah, yeah. There's no should. way. Um, she may even be a love interest for Neil Bay now that Captain <laughs> Swan's distracting Emma. <sighs> and we know that the Pan Shadow was willing to take her once at least, too. Right. Because yeah, he, he took her in that there one episode. Ha- then there- Plus, there's the whole story, the original story. The whole original too. story, yeah. They needed a mother. Um, well, that's my theory. Again, love the podcast. Thanks, Bill and Anne-Marie. Jen. P.S. I don't want anyone thinking I'm Captain Swan. Team Swan, Captain Swan. Swan fire is totes endgame, as the kids would say, <laughs> for sure. But you know they were going to put some more obstacles in the way for at least another season. You know, totes, I was with Swan fire totes. I, I, I was with you, Jennifer, until that last line. Totes. Now I never care if I hear from you again. I, however, <laughs> request you to write in all the time. <laughs> okay, Anne Marie, um, we're about an hour in. Do you want to take a quick five minute get up and stretch break, and then we'll come back and bust through these last ten or so emails we have in the We've inbox? We've already talked about these ones. We just didn't delete them. Oh, we did, just didn't delete them. So yes. we we have we have everything. I think we have everything. Is that did we get it all in like an hour? Pretty well, much. we haven't played the 17 minute yet. We haven't played the 17 minute yet. So this will be about an hour and a half long, but I guess we'll go ahead and start the 17 minute Yeah, because we're going to listen to what, like three minutes and then talk about it and then wrap it up? Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Okay, so let's uh, go ahead. Uh, Chris, you have the floor. Hi, Bill and Emery. Uh, this is Anonymous, which you guys mentioned in your last podcast when I didn't leave my name. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's just that brevity has never been a strong suit of mine. So this time I'm leaving my name. Uh, I'm Squishette. And, yeah, I hadn't prepped last time, so I had this whole thing that I wanted to say. But then I kind of, the one-minute thing completely threw me, so I uh, 
just kind of hung up abruptly, as you could tell. But, okay, uh, Bill, you want 40 minutes? Okay, I'll try to swing that. Uh, first off, I really love, love caffeinated Anne-Marie. More of that, please. I, I totally have no objections to you drinking coffee because I love coffee myself, black coffee. Uh, we actually did get several uh, people Several responses loving caffeinated Anne-Marie. Yes. Well, um, you're welcome. I didn't sleep a wink that night. I think I literally slept an hour and a half. And while I always make it a point to drink a lot of caffeine before we record, I think uh, based on the response, Anne-Marie probably will do from now on. Anne-Marie will not be getting any sleep on Mondays. So. Or apparently Saturdays. Drinking coffee now. Um, what's the uh, once upon a time equivalent of coffee? That would be... I gave Very it some dust. thought and then I came to the conclusion of coffee. <laughs> or, I don't know. What do you guys think? There Second of all, I love, I think it's awesome that you guys are doing a viewer response episode. And, okay, so here are some of my thoughts from uh, to, uh, response to your podcast of good form. Uh, what did I write? <laughs> your notes sound just like ours. Yeah, pretty Sorry. Much. Totally fine. I just kind of. We're going to talk to you like a screen. Okay, we're first of all, like talk like you want response on Wonderland? Unfortunately, I cannot comment on that because I stopped watching after the premiere mm. just because the, the CGI was just so terrible. I mean, Once Upon a Time has pretty bad CGI, but, you know, they don't rely on it as much in general. And then the scenes that are full CGI, as in sort of like uh, in castle interior scenes and all that, they, they actually look... A they got bit. they got a little bit better. You can tell their budget went slightly up, but mm-hmm. still distracting. I, I can definitely see what she's saying. But this though. most recent like episode was a lot better. Like a, there's a and if you go to our website, greetingsfromstorybrook.com, you'll see it. But the still I got from the fairy fairy episode, which is when they're flying above, like or the fairies taking them over the water and right. they're flying. It it really looks like a really bad '80s music video or something, <laughs> like the green yeah. screen. It's it's it, it's pretty poor. It's. I think they spent all their money on costumes and special guest stars mm-hmm. because their costumes are really good in that that series. Yeah, for sure. And you know, since mm-hmm. the um, the clothes horse, <laughs> I want the clothes horse um, to come by again. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and I mean the guest stars and the people they have on this have on Wonderland are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get John Lithgow? What What did you like? Who sold their soul? Mm-hmm. To get John Lithgow and Whoopi Goldberg, and <laughs> well, originally it was supposed to be uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, someone sold back rabbit. their soul for that one. Um, <laughs> but and then what's his face, the caterpillar? Oh, uh, I keep wanting Iggy to, Pop. Yeah, Iggy. I was like, I keep wanting to say Axl Rose, but that's very wrong. <laughs> uh, Iggy Pop. Yeah, like those wrong. aren't small people. Mm-hmm. Those aren't people who don't have other things going to on, do. Yeah. They're, you know, Lithgow is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they kind of blew their budget getting <laughs> well, getting people trying. Names. I think they did. I think they were trying to mm-hmm. pull names and maybe they should have just had more crossovers. I think this they almost should have. Sorry, I'm just sort of like taking over and we're just going <laughs> to. Or maybe they should have uh, not done it. I, I don't know. But <laughs> Found a lot more scenes to shoot in a wooded area and double use the the, the regular set. once set. Yeah, so. with all the plants. Because I mean, Wonderland. Uh, 
you expect quite a bit of CGI in anything Wonderland these days because it's supposed to be fantastical and unrealistic. And everything fantastical has gotten up to the like extreme mm-hmm. anymore. But and, and you know they they've given that to us to a degree. Like uh, the last episode of Wonderland, the uh, when that they helps. were in the courtyard with oh. the with the sideways floor thing, and there, the one shot I'm thinking of that was just I, I thought was really awesome. Yeah, but it totally could have been from the assets they created for the Wonderland episodes of the regular series. Well, that's too. the thing. Like they are reusing those, and yeah. oh yeah, those you are can, the good you recognize scenes. them. Those are good sure. scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very well produced. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be talking about the production of a show. What, what do you when know? did this it's, just become it, a haterade moment? It, I'm it, sorry. It's Saturday night and we're talking Wonderland, as we do every, every Saturday, Saturday night. night. Uh, which, uh, if you haven't been listening, you can until it's canceled. Um, it we're so canceled. positive. <laughs> I wonder if any other podcasts are Debbie Downers on Wonderland like this. But, uh, he, uh, we, I mean, we like the show. We like the show. We're encouraging of the show. We like the content. We're just not very optimistic based on numbers. And truly, I think... <laughs> Mm-hmm. they're just going to plow through what they've got and Call shoot some wrap-up scenes and switch some stuff out. Right, well, let's play about another minute of this voicemail, and then we'll wrap it up ourselves okay, before sure. we lose our budget. Decent. Whereas that whole checkerboard uh, castle thing in Wonderland just completely, it was it was not acceptable at all. So I just I not stopped acceptable. watching after the premiere. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, from your comments, though, I think others kind of stopped watching as well. I also don't really enjoy the premise of the show as much, and I think the cast That's is fair. obviously not as stellar as Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I mean, there's no... Okay, we'll go ahead and leave it there. Right. Uh, we're at, and we'll go ahead, and, and I'll play. Um, I'll play the whole voicemail after we end the episode. I, if if you want to skip everything you've listened to so far, just skip about two minutes at or three minutes ahead uh, after her voicemail starts again, and you'll be right where we left off. Right. But yeah, thank you very much for thank sending you. the very detailed voicemail, and I promise you, we will both be listening to. Yeah, it. we really are guaranteed. Guaranteed. And if if there are any other interesting points you brought up, we'll either bring them up on another episode or we'll, we'll, we'll just, email you back and yeah. let you know about them. I'll go ahead and keep that email just in case. And I'm going to clear out every other email in here except the two that we always have in <gasps> that here. makes me panicky. I'm checking. I'm checking. Make sure I'm checking. there was another one you had to keep. Hold on. There was the one from Hope and that's it. Okay. Because we're trying to get her on Wonderland if that show still exists <laughs> in a no, few weeks. after – what is it? Um – Enchanticon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is anybody going to Enchanticon other than Hope? Anyone, uh, anyone raising your hand? I almost want to say Rebecca was. Rebecca? Yeah. From, Sorry, that was from really squeaky. Operation Cobracast. Oh, man, where'd you get your budget, girl? <laughs> we don't have that kind of budget. But uh, anyway, uh, we want to thank everyone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we got kind of distracted there. It's an hour and 16 minutes in. This might be our longest episode. This is our longest episode, and obviously the magic juice is doing its work. Yes, Time it to is. Go. Magic juice. Wrap it up. Okay, we want to thank everyone for listening and for sticking with us. As <laughs> yeah, long as seriously, you did. they probably all backed out at twenty minutes unless they wrote in. Yeah, they didn't hear us. They're like less than three percent of our listenership is still listening. <laughs> but if you want to write in for our next episode of either the regular podcast or the Wonderland podcast, our email is greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail dot com. Twitter at gf storybrook. Facebook, facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook and voicemail number 424-274-2352. Again, that's 
274-2352. And that fancy Google Plus thing. Oh, yes. Google.com slash plus greetings from Storybrook. <laughs> Wrong show. Greetings from Wonderbrook. Land. Greetings from Wonder Story. Bread. <laughs> <laughs> greetings from Wonder Bread. <laughs> if they cancel Once Upon a Time and we have to continue the show without Once Upon a Time, we'll call it Greetings from Wonder Bread. But we don't need bread. Darn. We lost we'll have to come sponsor. up with an alternate <laughs> title. <laughs> okay. So uh, where can people find you, Bill? Oh, we're, we're doing the role reversal. Um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter, at Bill Meeks. And you can also follow my audiobook, which is being discontinued this week because I'm about to publish the actual book. <gasps> Great Christmas presents. In about a week, week and a half, Hanukkah Dog even. Boy, Den of Thieves. Uh, you can find more information about that at dogboyadventures.com. And, uh, you know, keep keep your ears out. We might be doing a, a little giveaway with a little autographed copy of, of my first novel, which I'm very nervous about releasing. Oh, so you I need to release like this and it. get it over with. I hope people like it. And I hope people who like me on this show go and review it so it seems like people like it. <sighs> I'm so nervous. I am. Anne-Marie has been hearing me talking about this book nonstop for the past two years. <laughs> At least one year. Yeah, at least We're one, at one year. year for NaNoWriMo. <laughs> um, and in case you want to follow me and the rest of Team Anne-Marie, basically. Well, you, you reversed it, so I figured you'd, you'd translate. It was weird. <laughs> you, I normally say it to you. Um, I'm at Simone on the Twitters. And you I just noticed- started up a blog, didn't you? I just started up a blog. I wasn't really going to push it on here. No, you should push it on here. <laughs> okay, so... I eat paleo, so I've been doing a bunch of recipes. I like to craft, so I've been doing lots of craft. And while we all know everybody likes caffeinated Anne Marie, <laughs> so I started up a blog, um, crunchy, crafty, and highly caffeinated, mm-hmm. um, on WordPress. So you can go find me on there. I know Nani has already, Nani and Win have both already found <laughs> me on there. So yay. Um, yeah, yeah, and I highly, highly recommend it. It's not exactly my cup of tea as far as content, but <laughs> I, I went and checked it out, and it, it's it's presented very well. Lots of pictures, lots of very good uh, text pieces to accompany them. Uh, instructions on how to, how she does what she does and everything. Really, really good stuff. I highly recommend uh, you go and check it out. What was the address again? Um, crunchy, crafty, and highly caffeinated. wordpress.com. Definitely check it out. And uh, okay, well, I guess that's about it. Um, so, do you have anything else? No, no, no you don't no. have anything else. I'm about ready for another magic juice. I'm ready. So for I guess bed. we should wrap this sucker up, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys on uh, Monday night or so when we discuss the newest episode of Once Upon a Time, which Hala, is what we do. Who's excited? Raise your hand. Me. Ariel. 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 We're going under Sorry. the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. Let's wrap it up. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Until next time. <laughs> Greetings, Greetings from, from Crazy Town. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. Uh, this is Anonymous, which you guys mentioned in your last podcast when I didn't leave my name. I'm sorry. It's just that brevity has never been a strong suit of mine. So this time I'm leaving my name. Uh, I'm Squishette. And yeah, I hadn't prepped last time, so I had this whole thing that I wanted to say. Then I kind of, the one minute thing completely threw me, so I... Uh, 
just kind of hung up abruptly, as you could tell. But, okay, uh, Billy, you want 40 minutes? Okay, I'll try to swing that. Uh, first off, I really love, love caffeinated Anne-Marie. More of that, please. I, I totally have no objections to you drinking coffee, because I love coffee myself, black coffee. Mm, yes. Um, what's the uh, once upon a time equivalent of coffee? That would be... I gave it some thought, and then I came to the conclusion of coffee. Or, I don't know. What do you guys think? Second of all, I love, I think it's awesome that you guys are doing a viewer response episode. And, okay, so here are some of my thoughts from, a uh, response to your podcast of good form. Uh, what did I write? Sorry. I just kind of... Okay, first off, you want response on Wonderland? Unfortunately, I cannot comment on that because I stopped watching after the premiere just because the, the CGI was just so terrible. I mean, Once Upon a Time has pretty bad CGI, but... You know, they don't rely on it as much in general. And then the scenes that are full CGI, as in sort of like uh, in castle interior scenes and all that, they actually look decent. Whereas that whole checkerboard uh, castle thing in Wonderland just completely, it was it was not acceptable at all. So I just, I stopped watching after the premiere. Sorry. Uh, from your comments, though, I think others kind of stopped watching as well. And I also don't really enjoy the premise of the show as much, and I think the cast is obviously not as stellar as Once Upon a Time. I mean, there's no... I didn't feel it at all. Um, secondly, definitely we need more comprehensive um, pen background story. I mean, it, he definitely has a huge background with Rumpelstiltskin. And I do want to mention that you kind of, you know, there are a lot of uh, theories going around that they were related somehow because in episode four they were talking about, oh, he betrayed me and then I knew him when I was a boy, something like that. And don't you see the resemblance in this episode, though? Like, Grumple makes deals with everyone, with Regina, with Cinderella, with uh, Snow White, Prince Charming, all those guys. And then Pan makes deals with Hook for Hook to get off the island, makes deals with, um, tried to make a deal with Rumple, but he didn't take it. And you really see the resemblance there. Also, they both get mad when they don't when it doesn't go their way. So, I think there's definitely something there. Uh, but I don't think he'll get killed off so soon, just because he, right now he's the big main antagonist. And if he died, who would become him? I mean, basically now everyone's moving towards or being neutral so well not neutral per se but in the center shifting between good and evil like regina is definitely on the good side uh, well uh, even though her means her her means justify the end kind of in good form you know ripping the heart out of the boy and everything but 
it was for good intentions. I mean, compared to last season, obviously. And then Rumpel is obviously, he's, he, his resolve has kind of weakened a little bit, as we saw in episode four. But I still think he's more leading toward, leaning more towards good than evil at this point. And then, so those are the two big main antagonists that we've seen on the show, right? But then, if Pan were to die, like, nobody to take his place and all that. I listened to all your back episodes, and I realized that Bill totally called having to bring in an even bigger antagonist than Rumpel at the end of season two. That's that's awesome. What did I write? Also, I mean, a Neverland spinoff would be fun, but then since Neverland is the place where they never grow up, technically nothing changes. It's always the same jungle. It's always the same group of boys, and they're always dancing around the whatever the hell they do in Neverland. Sorry, was I allowed to say that? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it. I think a spinoff would be... It it would seem interesting, but then I don't see how they could spin a story to make it interesting. Kind of like the, what they did with Wonderland, because I, I don't like personally. I don't like the story at all. <clears throat> Speaking of calling things, nice one for calling the love triangle. Also, hashtag Team Emery. Sorry, Bill. We don't need an even more complicated family tree than it already is. I mean, come on. If Hook and Emma were to get together, then it would be like, because Hook is kind of a far figure to Neil, because of the whole thing with Mila, and then, oh my god, no, just, just think about it, okay, and then, um, also, I don't use Tumblr either, but OTP refers to one trip here, not whatever you said it was. Uh the hook episode some some thoughts on specifically the hook episode. When you guys were talking about where Hook is from, I personally think that Hook is from Wendy's fictional London or somewhere close to that. Because based off of the sailors' reactions to Pegasus I, I mean, Wendy does say, oh, there's not a lot of magic in our land. But then, I mean, may, well, not exactly the same fictional London, but definitely somewhere close to that. He's, I don't think Hook is from Enchanted Forest. For one thing, I mean, he, they, keep, they kept talking about the king that deserved a king. Wouldn't it be a king that we've heard of, like King Leopold, King... George, whatever kings they have in Enchanted Forest, you know, related to the main characters in some way or another. I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I definitely don't think that it's he's from Enchanted Forest, because those guys, they don't dress like that. By the way, great costumes again. I mean... What's his face? I'm sorry, I can't remember the clothing designer's name. It was Eduardo or something. Uh, also, I, I do agree that the change in the sailors' reactions to, oh, 
the king betrayed us. Yay, we're going to be pirates now. It was a bit sudden. But it is kind of in line with the whole mob mentality that appears in Once Upon a Time as a show. Kind of like in the in season one, where Regina said in, in the episode where they had a mine, like Henry was trapped down, the, we will, sorry, bulldoze it, pave it, and then do something to the mine. And then there was this episode in uh, Child of the Moon, I do believe it was, where King George, well, the, the storybook King George, actually, he kind of like grabbed a, a whole bunch of torches and he's like, let's hunt down the animal and kill her and kind of like, and then the whole mob just, yeah, let's do that, you know. It, there wasn't a whole lot of explanation regarding that. And obviously the Lost Boys, we see that it's another mob mentality. I think it's it's not completely um, believable or logical, but it's definitely in line with what the story, with what um, OUAT has been throwing at us. Um, also, usually they cut some scenes that actually make the story make more sense. Uh, for example, if you look at the season two bonus thing features, bonus CD features, there there was a scene where it was Henry and Neil together on the Jolly Roger. I do believe it was. Oh, they were sailing. It was the scene where they were sailing back from Manhattan on the Jolly Roger, and they were like, and Neil was like, uh, so something and then henry said something something second star to the right straight on till morning it, they actually he actually said that quote now it makes the last two and then it was a really big sort of bonding scene i thought it would have driven the story along you know it would have made the story make a lot more sense had they left that in but then and then there was another scene that I thought was really good, but then they cut. Sorry, can't remember it right now. Um, I mean, so speaking of the mob that is the Lost Boys, it kind of feels like Felix, the head boy, by the way, that's his name, Felix, has a sort of story to tell. He's not in the mob, per se, because he's... He's kind of like what you say in the uh, in-group. But then at the same time, Pan and Henry sort of share this relationship that he's not privy to. I would I would call it a bromance, except that would be a very, very liberal use of the word bromance. So he's not in that clique. And then I feel like he has his own story that would probably be interesting. Um, some thoughts on future episodes. I definitely think that we will see Ariel in present-day storybook. Okay, so because over the summer I saw a promo that had Ariel coming up to... Grumpy was eating lunch. And then he came up to... Well, there were some things in the promo that kind of made it seem like, yes, this was definitely storybook, but not past Enchanted Forest. So, Grumpy was eating lunch, then Ariel comes up and steals his lunch, and Grumpy goes like, nobody steals from a dwarf. 
<laughs> and my mind immediately reacted, except the queen and Rumpelstiltskin. Thoughts? Some thoughts on uh, Pan's magic? I would say that Pan's magic is more Superman-like, as in super strength, super speed, instead of Regina-like. He, the things that support that would be like stopping an arrow at close range. I'm sorry, I'm seeing like so much. <laughs> and actually using it for legitimate reasons is not helping. Uh, <laughs> stopping an arrow at close range with the Mythbusters proved is not humanly possible. <laughs> Some thoughts on on the one-liners I by by Killian Jones by Hook is I fight my enemies but I fight fear. <laughs> oh man, that was really funny. Also, the the pure look of glee on Regina's face when Emma sort of gave her the go-ahead to rip the Lost Boy's heart out that was really really funny. Speaking of which, now that they still have the heart, maybe perhaps they'll use the boy to sort of get more intel on Pan so that they can get closer to him. Although that foot soldier, that particular foot soldier is not in his in-group, so I don't know how that would work out. But, oh. (laughs) They're always... Sorry, okay, I'm going on to another topic now. They're, they're always in the same clothes because Jennifer Morrison or someone else in the somewhere said, we've only been on the island a few days, sort of implying that one episode in Neverland is equivalent to a day because... Every day, because all the time it's it's very dark. You, you never really see it actually be daytime. Well, actually, in season four we did. That gave us a clue as to how long they've actually been on the island. You guys were talking about how who else Pan could be because Rumple is all these different characters. You know, the crocodile, the himself and then a whole bunch of other people. Mm, I I immediately I immediately thought of Black Peter. Black Peter is a sort of like Santa's helper, a clown like character that entertains kids in Dutch in in Dutch Santa Claus uh folklore. But then I don't really really remember it that way. He's he has I kind of remember him more as a sinister character. Although, when I read on Wikipedia, uh, that wasn't the case, apparently. But that, that's that's what I think he could be. I have no idea. I mean, I, it's, it's... I mean, the... The, um... Uh, Disney characters are kind of... The Disney characters are kind of based on grim fairy tales and other fairy tales you have as well. And this is folklore too. So I think it's a possibility that they could definitely bring that in. Mm. Also, yeah, Regina definitely has the best one-liners this season. <laughs> I'm sure people would agree. It's it's very interesting to she she doesn't say much. But she says a lot in what level she has to say. Also, uh, Anne-Marie, you mentioned that 
when when Bill mentioned his art book, you said maybe you should write a novel. Actually, you should definitely write a a book. There, did you know that November is National National Novel Novel Writers Month? And there's a site called NaNoWriMo. Just Google the first few letters of each of the words I just said, and dot org, and it's a site which helps you sort of write. Every everyone can go there and check it out. Actually, I think it's great. So everyone can sign up, and then they can write write their own novels. It keeps track of your progress, and you can communicate with other writers. It sort of encourages you to keep going, and I think it's interesting that. Definitely something that I am going to do, and I encourage everyone to check it out as well. Um, yeah, that those are all my thoughts so far. Um, please don't play the whole thing because I know I've been talking for a really long time <laughs> on the show. Have uh, can't wait to hear the show. I'm sorry. 